Hi, this is Jeanette. Welcome to the Oh My Geekers podcast. The month of October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and this week's episode is a two-part series about that very subject. Our guest this week is Lisa. She's a survivor of domestic violence and a graduate of the Sheepfold Ministry. Please be advised that we will be discussing sensitive subjects, and if you have little listeners, now may be a good time to put on those earbuds. Let's get started. Hey, Lisa. Thank you for being on the show. Oh, no problem. Thank you for having me. And thank you for being vulnerable and transparent as you share a bit of this very um, important topic that we're going to be uh, talking about and you know you're going to even be educating others um, during this time so I just want to thank you for that. Oh you are most welcome it is my pleasure and actually I'm all all about sharing I have no problem being open. Good all the better then. So I want to get right into it I want to ask you when did you first begin to notice that you were involved in an abusive relationship. How old were you and what were some of the signs or red flags that you saw? So when I first started realizing I was being abused was when I was married and I was listening to the radio program. And it's really funny because the sheepfold would have um, like, like these commercials and I would, my heart would be moved, even moved to tears. And I would feel bad for these women who are being abused. And they're saying shelter for, abuse, you know, homeless and abused women and their children. And then it wasn't until I started to hear messages from pastors on the radio about how, like, like a family series on how men should treat women. And I was like, I, I don't agree with, I mean, I agree with what they're saying and I don't agree with how I'm, how I'm being treated. And then finally, there was um, a radio a radio talk show, and the program was people would come on and ask questions, and there was a similar situation. And when the pastor gave their perspective on what this woman should do, I was feeling like, oh my goodness, my situation is a whole lot worse. I I need to be out of this. Mm-hmm. So is the sheepfold. What is the sheepfold? Is that a shelter for uh, abused women and children? And you just heard, you heard a commercial um, for the sheepfold that there was a place where women can go to um, if they were in an abusive relationship. Is that what you're saying? The sheepfold is, and then okay, and then, and then you're just saying that um, you know the people that uh, that you were listening to the pastors on the radio were. Uh, were there were just people that you were listening to that would describe what uh, being abused, being in an abusive situation was, and you were you were like, that's me. And so that was like the first sign. What were some of the signs? What were some of the things that you went through um, that that revealed this to you? Okay, so first let me talk about the sheepfold. So the sheepfold is a shelter for abused women and children. And it's also for homeless women and their children. And it's only for women. Mm-hmm. And there are many other programs out there. And you mm-hmm. can get a hold of them by, you know, dialing 211 or, or just researching it on the Internet. But this particular one is Christian. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to a Christian radio 
station called K-Wave. Mm-hmm. And they have, you know, I was I often listen to the pastor's perspective as well mm-hmm. as the different um, sermons that were on the radio. And mm-hmm. then in between, they would have commercials and the sheepfold would talk about this. Mm-hmm. And I then... It was my sister, who happened to be you, mm-hmm. who looked it up on the internet, the sheepfold. And when you described what you read on the website is exactly what I was going through. Mm-hmm. There were signs, like you were saying, there was red flags. Mm-hmm. There was signs. And, and everything that you named off and you read for me, he, my ex-husband, mm-hmm. my ex, he fit the profile mm-hmm. for an abuser. Mm-hmm. And so at this time, how old were you when you first started going through this situation? Well, when, when I was married, well, I was, it was even before I was married. Mm-hmm. So abuse, I've been experiencing abuse since childhood and it just intensified over the years. I guess when you, when you're in a relationship mm-hmm. and the person, you know, when you're married, it's, it's, it's as if they have more control over you. So it just, you know. So you didn't, you didn't know the signs. You didn't know the signs uh, before because you didn't know what normal was. And so, you know, you're saying that, you know, as a young person, you were entering into a relationship um, that you felt was normal. And then it wasn't until, you know, um, you were listening to uh, these Christian uh, programs where you realized wow, I'm in an abusive relationship. And so uh, one of the things that um, I remember that were the, with you, one of the red flags was is that you were not allowed, you were not allowed to talk to your family. And uh-huh. I do remember um, uh, calling you one time and um, your ex had um, ripped out the telephone cord and said, you're not allowed to talk to your sister. Um, some, of, some of the red flags is that, well, I think one of the very first things that people experience is, is that your abuser isolates you from your friends and family that you've always yep. known. And they take you away from everyone you've ever known. And yeah. they deceive you into thinking that they're all bad and they're all against you. And, mm-hmm. you know, and that you will be better off having this, you know, life of adventure with this person. And then the the moment, you know, you begin that life, you realize that you're kind of trapped. And there's a lot of emotional things that go along with feeling trapped and not in a prison. And as though you got yourself into this, now there's no way out. And especially because you're already emotionally connected to this someone and you feel that they are, you know, um, the end all be all. Um, and, and until you feel, yeah, you would probably be able to explain it better. Um, some of the other warning signs. Um, and then I just, for our listeners, um, I know you were telling me, uh, the other day that oftentimes if a woman is in a situation, uh, an abusive situation, she can't always, even do the research or even educate herself on the fact that she's even in an abusive situation and she could even be getting the the wrong counsel from friends or well-meaning you know counselors and I know that had happened to you where people didn't see it right away they didn't see 
what you were going through because sometimes as Christians we may feel, uh, well, you, you married this person and so um, you have to stay married to them because in the Bible it says, you know, Jesus said, you know, I hate marriage, or, or I, sorry, I hate uh, divorce. And so you feel it's my obligation to keep this marriage together as much as possible. But behind closed doors, there were things that were happening to you that were illegal, you know. Um, and I think that was a problem that that you were ha having. You were trying to seek help. You were, it was like you were screaming for help, but there was there was no one to rescue you in until your your God story comes along. But during that situation that you were in, uh, what were some of the things that you felt were abusive to you? Okay, so I kind of want to, I just want to kind of get a little clue into why, just real quick. Okay, mm -hmm. sure. So when I grew up, I was the youngest in the family, mm -hmm. and I my nature and my, um, what is it called, my uh, temperament is a lot different. And so being a baby or whatever, and being in a, in a family where there's a lot of um, dysfunction, uh, I developed a, um, it's called uh, like a survival skill. My survival skill was compliance. Mm -hmm. And then I would like to, you know, run away and hide and, and those sort of things. And those things stay with you as mm -hmm. you're going through life. And those mm -hmm. are the way, those are your coping methods. Mm -hmm. So when you're older you, and, you're, and your father is giving you the example, which I call that example, I never heard of this before, but maybe someone else can relate. And I call it gang mentality because when you're with someone, they call the shots all the time mm -hmm. when, and no one can mess with you and they're very protective of you. That would so be the dominant you, personality. Yeah. yeah. When you, when you cross them though, that's when the problems occur. So mm -hmm. you can't say anything. You can't defend yourself. You don't really have a space okay. though, and you mm -hmm. don't build up your own ways of thinking and confidence mm -hmm. and the, those sort of things. So mm -hmm. it was very simple for me to kind of fall into a relationship where I had to be dependent on other people. Yeah. And so, you know, when it's like time to be out on your own, I'm not, I'm looking for love and I'm looking for a relationship and I want someone to protect me, but I'll it was all in, the, in an unhealthy yeah. and twisted way they take advantage yeah. of yeah. the person that is the weaker um they, right. they take advantage of somebody who doesn't it has more of a passive um a pacifist attitude mm -hmm. and not i mean that's the typical norm it's it could you can have a very abrasive um relationship with someone that's dominant and that dominant person can still be in an abusive relationship and it just kind of becomes very reciprocal uh, reciprocal but in your situation you're saying you were already um coming out of um your personality was more sheepish more timid um of, of a pacifist you you're very kind-hearted and um you you look to see the best and, and loyal people i was yeah. pretty loyal like it, yeah i mean leaving somebody was like not it's somebody you're just dedicated and i know um, i think dr Smalley said there's different another different personality types and like we got the otter over here that's fun and then then we have the lion who is dominating and they like to be the leaders 
-hmm. and then there was I think there was a couple other the other one I was the golden retriever I was like the one who is depended you can depend upon me and Mm -hmm. yeah there was yeah yeah so um I yeah very loyal so what did you so being the loyalist you would pretty much do anything anyone says and that's if someone already has abusive tendencies they're going to take advantage of that right away um and And there's there's something also not to cut you off but there's something that that people need to know and it is psychological and i know a lot of people don't like that word psychology but it but it really is of the mind and learn these learned behaviors that people have studied so um, they have this sorry there is this like this back and forth it's like an attraction or they call it like a dance mm-hmm. where these people are attracted to vulnerable others, mm-hmm. others. Mm-hmm. and so if you're and you kind of display that in how you speak how you talk how you respond how you make decisions and it's like a lot of times making decisions is difficult for me and so when another person comes along and they are making decisions for you it seems natural Mm-hmm. When you're actually, I should be making my own decisions. I don't need someone to tell me how I need to dress, where I need to mm-hmm. go. And that's pretty much what happened. The, mm-hmm. You meet someone, they're nice, they're funny. And then they, they seem like they're helping thing. you, but it turn, yeah. it turn it's like, it turns into con- control to the point yeah. where you don't even have a say so. Yeah. And you, and before you know it, you think it's normal because the relationship, yeah, you yeah you've allowed it for so long. So some of the, the controlling mm-hmm. aspects of mm-hmm. an abuser would probably be like, where are you going? Um, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, they need to know where you are at all times. Mm-hmm. And, and even to the point where they punish you and in certain ways, mm-hmm. if you didn't meet their requirements, if you didn't mm-hmm. meet their expectations, their expectations of you are so uh, detailed mm-hmm. Um it's it's like there's bound there's a lack of boundaries there was many many times of huge lack of boundaries on my part where I didn't know where how far to you know to say no saying mm-hmm. no was difficult for me that's mm-hmm. something that you know people who are in abuse need to learn to say is no and well and the they moment they say it and they stand up for themselves yes. that's when all that's when trouble, comes. trouble yes. comes because you're standing up to someone that's you know used to taking advantage of someone that's vulnerable and then you become the enabler one of the things that I know um that you shared uh was that um your ex had taken your pills and dumped them down the toilet and said you don't need these they were Um, vitamins yeah they were just mm -hmm. alive I guess they're called alive vitamins and they're like Mm -hmm. your daily vitamins and they're really good Mm -hmm. and he just took them and I mean that one that was part of my declaration one of the things I put which I wanted to mention mm-hmm. is that the Bible does say love one another and forgive one another mm-hmm. and it also says seven. Yeah, and don't hold any wrong don't you know no hold no mm-hmm. record of wrong mm-hmm. well when you're in the court of law you need to kind of know what happened to you when it happened what time it happened the details and how they did it, it and I would forget and I still forget, like, even to this day, like, I, I just, my memory's not as good. And when you're put on the spot, a lot okay. of times you just, like, everything just goes you blank. Freeze. You feel like you're yeah. under so much pressure. Mm-hmm. And so when you, someone has to be in your life who knows about what's going on, and mm-hmm. they have to be so trustworthy to not mm-hmm. share 
with mm-hmm. the abuser. Mm-hmm. Because if you share that with the abuser, guess what? Now you're in trouble. Now and there's going to be a consequence. Here's another thing. Um, you know, you were, you were saying that, you know, when you were in an abusive relationship, you needed to get out. And you had been journaling everything that had been going on. And so, therefore, you needed proof that you yeah. were being abused because yeah. there are women out there that will just say, I want a divorce. Um, I'll just use yeah. abuse as, you know, the, the ticket out. And they don't always get that ticket because they don't right. always have the, um, you know, the, the evidence that they've been being yeah. abused. So it's really important if they can carefully uh, document what is going on. Um, and I do believe that uh, uh, you were telling me uh, the other day that um, some women aren't even allowed to get on the Internet. And they're not even um, able to research or educate themselves. And that was my case. Yeah, I wasn't, oh, to you so, off. I just, I wasn't yeah, even allowed to use the computer. Okay. And, and I didn't have computer expertise computer mm-hmm. knowledge and mm-hmm. and so getting trying to get on the computer there was just a password and mm-hmm. i didn't know the password mm-hmm. and then there was even a little note saying some vulgar um, things to me mm-hmm. and and i was like oh wow this and and it was it was pretty scary and 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 nowadays i can only imagine it's even more scary because there's so much technology out there mm-hmm. that uh they, they happen them. to know when your phone is on, when it's off, where you're going. Right. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, that's why when, and I believe when you get into sheepfold, you know, because the use of technology was, it was, is so, you know, prevalent now. Um, it's harder back then. It was easier. You had just had to pretty much get rid of everything because this person had had their way of finding you. Mm-hmm. By the way, that's the most dangerous time. And the most murders occur is when she decides to leave. Yeah. In small cases, he. So she can't. She can't up and she cannot just up and and leave yeah. because yeah. if she does, she could possibly lose her children through the process. She could possibly lose her life, her life. through the process. And so one of the things is is that um, there has. It's almost like a sting operation where you're yeah. like escaping from Alcatraz or yeah. or something like that because you are um, your life is in danger because of the control that they have over you. And in your case, you didn't have um, you know the ability to get on the internet. You didn't have family or friends that you could connect to because you weren't allowed. Um, you didn't have the resources because you didn't yeah. have a job. You weren't even allowed to have a job. Um, and there actually, I was, I had to hide. I had to hide the uh, telephone, whatever that was. Back then, they used to send it to you in the mail, all the phone calls that you made, the bill. Oh, and then it would have a record of all the phone calls you made. Mm-hmm. I had to hide that. Mm-hmm. And I, I would use it to pay my bills and I would go through it and find out what phone calls I made and what phone mm-hmm. calls he had made. And, mm-hmm. and I just, you know, that was, that was my job. It was take care of the home, you mm-hmm. know, be a house manager. But when I, but I had to hide it because I was talking to you over the phone mm-hmm. and he didn't want me talking to you. He had to know who I was talking to, how long I was talking to them and what was being said. Mm-hmm. So if it was, and then he would be like an interrogator to find mm-hmm. out what we were, what you and I were talking about. 
mm-hmm. and I had to lie. I had mm-hmm. to say, and that thing, you know, we're, we're just talking about girl stuff or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, but it, and then now, I mean, it's, it's so scary. You don't even know if someone's recording you or. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause back then, you know, we didn't have cell phones that we carried around, yeah, exactly. and, you know, and uh, one of the things is, is that when you went to counseling at church, um, unfortunately, they didn't see it for what it was because what abusers right. do is yeah. they get in front of people and they are very, very uh, different than yeah. when how they are behind closed doors. Yeah. Um, what are some of the dangers that we can get ourselves into if we're in a, an abusive relationship? Um, I know we talked about how... Um, you know, you could be liable or your children, even your very own children mm-hmm. could be taken from you if you're not careful um, in relating to an abuser. Okay. So when you are, uh, okay. So I was just, when you mentioned that having your children taken away from you, mm-hmm. uh, that is critical. Mm-hmm. And when you are in a, when you have children with an abuser, they, those children belong to them as well. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a scary situation because not only are they are also being abused because of their being exposed to the abuse. They don't have to be smacked around or directly. Abused. Yeah. yeah, directly. Yeah. So they could be hiding under a bed or they can just be witnessing the terror mm-hmm. and they they are subject um, to being taken away because they are mm-hmm. they're going to be um, some, you know, once the uh, Child Protective Services finds out that you are being abused mm-hmm. and the children are being exposed to that, then they are just being exposed is abuse. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, at one time I had reached out to a, a counselor at church. Mm-hmm. I've, mm-hmm. We've been to different churches. Mm-hmm. We've had about seven different counselors. And the reason for that is because he wasn't always happy with them. And mm-hmm. he's like, I don't like them. Let's try a different church or let's try a different counselor. And one counselor, when I was going by myself because he refused to go, this counselor said, if you guys are hitting each other, I'm going to call the police. And that terrified me. Mm-hmm. And I realized that I couldn't even defend myself against, mm-hmm. you know, an, an attack. Mm-hmm. So if no, there's no retaliation, that would be also abuse. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's actually quite scary. Mm-hmm. And I and I learned a lot that um, I was actually going to be held accountable for my words and my reactions whoa wow so, yeah and even as when young when you're younger and you're being exposed like when we were kids where things are being thrown around the house and we kind of develop that screaming mm-hmm. mentality and you know you can't pull that off in a home with an abuser and then have you know and then the police if there's a police report or child protective services get in, gets involved guess what those children you lose those children so mm-hmm. even if you didn't mean any harm, mm-hmm. so say um, you're just say at one point that person is provoking you to wrath, yeah. right? And they're trying to poke at you, throw mm-hmm. things at you, take mm-hmm. things away from you, and rip them up or throw them in the trash. Mm-hmm. And you go to try to get it back from them, mm-hmm. or you try to wrestle with them, and then you get mm-hmm. hurt in the process, and they get hurt in the process. Guess what? There's a big battle going on, and you are responsible for what things that you did, and that person the abuser is going to use that against you. So you, in a sense, you can't even do anything. All you can do is document and make sure that you have a, a like a support system, a huge support system, somebody mm-hmm. who could even be a witness. And you have to hide your documents. 
too. Right. You have to hide, oh, you have to hide yeah. everything you have to hide. Mm-hmm. If you and are the, yeah, writing anything down, mm-hmm. you, you can't let them find it. Because if mm-hmm. they find it, it, it could be, um, it's, it could be hazardous to your health. Yeah. I mean, safety. It could be yeah. even life-threatening. Life-threatening. So, oh, talk a little bit yeah. about gaslighting. What is gaslighting? Okay, I'm still learning about gaslighting. I actually, it, it's like there's so much involved with gaslighting. Uh, and what I, would be the general, uh, uh, like the basic? Because mm-hmm. I'm, and I'm going to tell you the truth. I've been, I, I've been free from domestic violence since 2008, and it's already 2020. Mm-hmm. And I just barely learned about gaslighting, like the, within a year. Mm-hmm. And I, so I, I believe, like, I'm going to try to do the best I can. Okay. What I'm learning with gas, you know, and that's, a, that's a lot of. Did you go through a situation where you felt with your ex? Did you go through a situation where you felt you were being gaslighted, where you felt that, you know, um, he was telling you uh, over and over and over something and you thought you were going crazy and, you know, and then he turned, yeah, that's a really difficult one for me. Just, yeah, they just kind of twist things or mm-hmm. they'll use manipulation. Mm-hmm. Or they'll use just little tactics to help stir things up mm-hmm. to make yeah, you I mean, feel I just, like I just look at gaslighting as like putting fuel on the fire, but they but mm-hmm. they do it so prestigiously. Some of them are are wizards at it, or 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 they're just like professionals. <laughs> like yeah. They are very highly skilled. Like my ex, he was not dumb. Mm-hmm. He was very clever. He was mm-hmm. smart. He was really well knowledgeable in computers, and and he was supposedly a, supposedly a Christian. On top of that, right, right. Mm-hmm. So, oh man, that's a whole new story. But mm-hmm. I mean, he he was really good at manipulating and mm-hmm. making me seem like I like I'm the problem. Yeah, so, I believe. So, yeah, and then he had me convinced so so that I was getting help. I'm looking for counsel. Yeah. And that's, yeah, you are the, un, you're the wife that's, you know, uh, and this is the danger in, um, in, in the Christian realm is, you know, you're the unsubmissive wife. You're the one that's not following my direction. You're the crazy one. And uh, I know you had mentioned that even he was even getting the kids to say, you know, oh, look at mommy. She's crazy. She's not good. And uh-huh. you just start to uh-huh. start to believe it. And you start to think, wow, am I really that crazy? Well, yeah, he drove I'm... me crazy. Like he would yeah. do things to drive me mad and then say, look at, see, look at you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, that like, would be, I would I'll say give that you would one be e- I'll give you one example. Mm-hmm. And, and it was ignoring. Mm-hmm. When you ignore someone, that is a form of punishment. Wow. So it's the silent treatment. The silent treatment. You're like, I am so, you know, this is not just mad. I need to go cool off. Mm -hmm. This is someone who doesn't tell you or communicate with you. And then they won't look at you. And then when you do try to communicate with with them in a, in a, in a ridiculous and like when you're practically on your knees begging (laughs) for help, then they say you're crazy. (laughs) Then they flip you off. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they make you feel like you're crazy while you're tr- just begging for someone to just communicate to you, and then they're like, "See, you're crazy." When yeah, I couldn't even ask, I couldn't even ask him, "Did you?" I, you know, I went to church. I came back. Were their di- Did you change their diapers? And then I would get flipped off, and then I would go check their diapers, and then their the you know 
the poop or whatever. I mean, I'm say I'm I can say poop, you know. Mm-hmm. That's I mean, well, I, I they call it toddler tummy. If you look up toddler tummy, you're gonna know what I'm talking about. But okay. it, the rash and the burn from from the you know the acid from the from the poop was so mm-hmm. bad on their their bottom. Mm-hmm. And then he he wanted me to clean it up. You clean it up mm-hmm. because he didn't want to clean them up. And then I had to not only get all that dry stuff off and then, you know, heal their little rashes, give them a little bath. And then when I tried to throw the, the, you know, pajamas away, then I got, you know, I was, he had retaliation. You're not throwing those away. Why are you throwing those away? Wash them out. I said, no, they're bad. And it became a huge battle. And I was like, this is like, you cannot reason with me. Every little thing becomes a battle. Yeah. There's no, was, yeah, there's no and breathing. And here you are, and this is the part where this, this is uh, makes me upset or like kind of sad is because a lot of Christians will say, well, that's the person you chose. That's the person you married or mm-hmm. that's the person that, you know, like it serves you. You reap right. what you cause. You, you reap what you sow. Yeah. Like now you're going to face the consequences mm-hmm. to the choices that you have made. Mm-hmm. And this is a huge problem in the, in the Christian realm is because there, there is... Like, those things can be corrected, mm-hmm. and those things are not, those poor choices that they make are illegal, in my opinion. They are, mm-hmm. they're absolutely wrong, and they should not be done at all. Like, so that it's basically, it's their choice, and it's not a good choice, and it's a wrong choice, and the choices that they're making, doesn't matter how they were brought up, doesn't matter how, you know, they were raised, it, it had an effect on them, but it's still wrong. If someone murders someone because they, they wouldn't shut up, then in my case, you know, I wouldn't shut up. <laughs> That's what he told me. You know, you wouldn't shut up. So, I mean, so basically they they don't, you know, you can't press charges or they can't go to jail for murdering me or mm-hmm. attempting to murder me. Mm-hmm. So, uh, because, you know, something that I, you know, I, I apparently didn't do that appeased him, mm-hmm. to, that, you know, so... Mm-hmm. I was so, basically, I was so upset because mm-hmm. of the pornography, mm-hmm. and then I was crying, mm-hmm. so he wanted me to stop crying, mm-hmm. so he, you know, I went to go take a shower, to, well, if he pulled me out of the shower, I didn't even get to change my clothes or get clothes on, and then he still, I was, like, so upset, and I started yelling, like, mm-hmm. get off of me, I don't want you touching me, mm-hmm. I was just really upset, mm-hmm. and that's when he proceeded to pull me down, restrain me, and put a pillow over my face so I couldn't breathe. Mm-hmm. And, you, and, and well, yeah. go ahead, go ahead. No, it's okay. I And I realized at that point, and this is very significant, like I realized at that point I couldn't breathe mm-hmm. and I couldn't get myself up from his overpowering. Mm-hmm. And because he was so strong and overpowering, when he took the pillow off, that's when I screamed like you wouldn't believe. I call it bloody murder. I screamed bloody murder. I said help. And then because I screamed so loud, he put the pillow back over my face and held it down harder and longer. And he did it to the point where I I felt like I was going to pass out. But then he knew that. He took the pillow off again and said, are you going to shut up? And I was like, I'm going to die unless someone comes and helps me now. So I screamed again louder. And And then someone called the police. Well, by that time when they came, um, he had already repented, so-called repented, apologized, and and just was so sorry and was crying. He had tears in his eyes. What did I do? Why am I doing this? And 
what he what the, here's the problem they call it i think I, I, one of the sheep old videos i watched was like they call it glazing over mm-hmm. they're so they, they they could be choking you to death and they don't realize oh i've killed her whoops mm-hmm. oh yeah oh what have i done mm-hmm. you know i didn't mean to do this mm-hmm. but they are so angry to mm-hmm. the point where they are so dominating to the point or they are so mad at you to the point where they're just like i've you are not going to win mm-hmm. this power struggle. Mm-hmm. And that's where I learned that I would never win against this man, no matter how hard I tried, how hard I pleaded, how hard mm-hmm. I loved him back. I tried everything. I tried arguing. I tried practically worshiping. You know, like... I gave you books. Life. I remember you know? giving you um, Christian books telling you, uh, you know, uh, how to win over your husband and how yeah. to be submissive. Yeah. And, you know, I... I did, and I know you tried everything, and one of the things that shocked me is, you know, later on, I, I, you revealed that, you know, he even tried to cause you to have a miscarriage, you know, right. and, and those, no one knew about those things, and no matter how much you tried to, in all these counseling sessions, mm-hmm. you were screaming for help, and everyone kept mm-hmm. saying, you were in the wrong, you were in the wrong, and it yes. wasn't until... I went to a retreat one one year, and uh, one of the ladies had gotten up and had shared about her. Um, you know, she was a leader in a, in one of our um, churches. Uh, I, I forget what kind of program it was, but it was it was like I call I think they called it Lion Tamers, and it was where people have gone through things, and and it was a support group, so to speak. And this lady had gotten up and she had shared story about being in an abusive relationship and after that I sought her out and I and I found her and I said you know I'm not trying to be you know divisive in the church and I'm not trying to you know um, put anybody down for for counseling but my sister has is in an abusive relationship and she's gotten counseling from like all these different churches and all these different counselors and she is fearing for her life. What should she, should she stay? She wants to get out. And the lady said, get out now. She said, get out now. I said, well, what about divorce? She's afraid she's going to be looked at as, you know, she's in sin. She said, get out now. I don't remember the lady's name. um, But I remember thinking this is of the Lord. And when I told you, we got to get you out of here. I remember I did all the research on my end because you couldn't even, even if you were to use the computer, you weren't, you wouldn't be able to, I mean, you would be found out. Um, but I did all the research on my end and we had to take a chance and we had to come up with a plan. And one of the plans was you had to get out, get out when he was away from home. And we had to make sure that you were, um, had everything that you wanted. So I think you took note on what you were going to take. It wasn't a whole lot that you could take. You were definitely fleeing, like as though there was a fire that you were fleeing Uh from. And um, we had to actually set up uh, how to get you out. Um, Yeah, that that was called an escape plan. But you had to be willing. You had to be yes. willing, and oh yes, that was a part. That's a hard part for a lot of women that is that yeah they could be terrified to get out, or they could yes. just believe that uh, there is still hope for this man that one day he'll change. Right, and they have to put that away for good, and they have to um, for the benefit of yourself and for that man. 
because he has to realize that he is, you know, that he needs help away because yes. you're almost the idol in his life. And so, um, you know, mm -hmm. I remember when, um, when, when we had to go get you, you, it was so hard for you because you were leaving, uh, you, I know you felt like, wow, this is the father of my children. I know he's going to be devastated, but at the same time, and, and you had still had to leave a lot of things that you were connected to. I know when you're going through an abusive situation, sometimes you connect with the things that you have, um, uh -huh. uh, because that's the only part of that you can thing that you can control in your life. And yeah. uh -huh. so, um, you had to flee. And once you fled, I remember when the, the boys came into the house, they were, one was only one and the other one was, you know, two years old and, the look in their eyes was so innocent and big, blue, beautiful eyes. And I just remember just breaking down and crying and thinking, like, wow, these innocent, uh -huh. these innocent children, they don't deserve, uh -huh. they don't deserve this. And uh -huh. so I was happy that you were finally away from there. And then uh -huh. right away, we had to take you far away from even us. And for, I think, seven years, we weren't even allowed to visit you because in the sheepfold, they take you to an undisclosed location. And I will say that was the most, the, the, the most uh, beautiful time to know that you had the support you needed. And it was a God thing. It was a God thing. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of the Oh My Geekers podcast. Next week, we will finish part two on the subject of domestic violence with Lisa. Don't forget to subscribe and would you mind leaving a friendly review? We would really appreciate it. Have a great week.